This is episode 40 with Mark Asquith. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Men of Abundance with Wally Carmichael. You must be prepared to ignite. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, men of abundance. Yes, today is a very special day. Of course, it is Pay It Forward Friday, but on top of that, it is International Podcast Day. And man, do I have one heck of a show for you today. And if you're a podcaster or considering getting into podcasting, I have a lot in store for you today. But if you're not thinking about getting into podcasting at all, I assure you, you will still get a lot out of this conversation between Mark and I. Now, for those of you who are podcasters getting into podcasting or considering it at all, I hope you have gone to take a very close look at my website at menofabundance.com. And whether you're a podcaster or a business owner of any kind whatsoever, or even thinking about becoming a business owner, one of the most important pieces of real estate you will ever own is your website. Even if you have a brick-and-mortar style of business, it is extremely important for you to have a beautiful and functioning website for your potential clients and customers to visit. You should know by now that your website is your customers and clients' first impression of you, who you are, and who you are as a company. If they come to an ugly website that looks like it was homemade or made by a 10-year-old who could probably do pretty darn good at building a website, quite frankly then they're just going to turn around and go to your competitor. Now, when it comes to websites, it's not one platform fits all. There are different platforms and many, many different platforms out there for various types of businesses, hundreds, probably thousands of themes that you could have for a clothing business or anything else. But when it comes to podcasting, it's very important that you have all of the right tools in the right place to make it functional, not just for the visitor, not just for your audience, but also for you. I say that because as a podcaster, for the most part, you just want to be behind the mic. You want to share your mission. You want to interview that next guest. You don't necessarily want to spend hours bouncing from program to program, host to host, and figuring out how to build the best show notes, where to host your podcast, where to host your website. If you're like me, you want everything in one spot. So all that being said, at the end of this episode, I'm going to walk you through how you can get access to the same exact platform that I use to host my podcast website. In fact, that's what it's called, podcast website. I actually designed a video, and I'm going to share that with you at the end of this episode. And our guest today plays a pivotal role in my website and my entire podcast. Because Mark Asquith is one of the co-founders, along with John Lee Dumas, of the podcast website. Mark Asquith is a serial entrepreneur who has built globally successful design and marketing SAS and digital businesses since he quit his job in 2005. By the way, SAS is Software as a Service, just in case you didn't know. Mark is a passionate podcaster, perpetual learner, and helpful bloke. And Mark has an adoring wife and a giant dog and an embarrassing beard. It is kind of embarrassing, Mark. Just kidding, brother. The beard actually looks good on you. Mark, welcome to Men of Abundance. Hey, man. How you doing? 
I'm doing great. Where are you at in the world? I am in the north of England. It's just getting darker than it should do on this time of an evening. We're we're transitioning from summer to winter very quickly. Yeah, the the uh, days are certainly getting shorter here. What time is it there? Um, it's just about eight p.m. Actually, just about eight p.m. So not too late. Not too late. It's a nice way to round off a day as well. It's been a it's been a fun busy day, and I always like to finish with something like this. It's okay. uh, it makes for a good good finish. Yeah, so you're about eleven twelve hours time difference ahead of me because it's almost nine o'clock in the morning here. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're either way ahead or way behind. Um, yeah, that that's that's. It always startles me that you know because um, I, I, the time zones confuse me, especially the U.S. ones because there's about there's about thirty two time zones in the states, and they just I'm swear they're just out to get me. <laughs> it kills me. Even though I'm here, I'll want to jump onto a conference of some sort, and it always seems like I'm an hour late. And I, don't <laughs> how, I don't know how it is. <laughs> when I first started podcasting, Molly, I um I I was booking all my interviews and daylight savings kicked in. So mm -hmm. the the states is like different time zones and it obviously the daylight savings change and the UK changes their time and the amount of times that it just made me look like a fool, it was just it, it was not worth it. It was it was it, I just don't do any interviews in those two weeks in in October and November. It's just just too crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we don't. I grew up in Phoenix. We didn't have daylight savings time there, and currently where I'm at in Hawaii, we don't do daylight savings time here either. So we just have to <laughs> set our you know set our times and everything for everybody else who's. Yeah, it, it amazes. I don't know how I don't know how people can live in neighboring states and, and one do daylight savings and one not do the other i mean it must just completely mess your tv habits right up <laughs> it does <laughs> it does especially for those that watch tv i don't get i record it so i don't have to worry about none of that so mark i like to start the show out the same way i start most mornings and that is with an attitude of gratitude what do you have to be grateful for today do you know what? The just the people around me. I'm consistently surprised by the people around me. Just when you think that they can't do any more or that they can't help you in any other way, they surprise you. So I'm always grateful for that. And it is definitely uh, good to have people like that in your circle, without a doubt. Oh, it's it, it, you. You can't possibly put any kind of value on that whatsoever. You you will always underestimate that. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So just before we got started, I gave a very brief bio of who you are and how long I've been working with you personally, and we're going to get into that here in the show. But I would love to hear directly from you, you know, kind of a little bit about your background, what you've been up to, and leading up to that uh, kind of kick in the gut moment that I like to get to. So let's get a little bit personal. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'll sort of start, I guess, as far back as I can without going crazy. Um, I've brought up in the north of england um always lived here i did a couple of years away um but i've always been here and come from a very 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 sort of um traditional mining town and went through quite a lot of change in the town when we we lost our, our main industry and I, I got forced into um having to rethink what was going on you know in terms of career and, and opportunities and ended up in digital when i was really really young and I've gone through the usual kind of cycle, you know, Not it's not too dissimilar a story to, to, to many people, but I've gone through corporate, started in corporate, because that's what you're told to do, and moved through into into a freelance career, and then ended up setting up two or three different businesses that I, that I still run today. Um, but really, it's all hinged around digital and this whole idea that you can create things for yourself and, and, and you know, using digital to enable that has been something that I've been, I've been right at the front of, you know, probably for the last... Where are we? 
probably for the last nearly 13 years now. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little crazy, actually. I must be getting old. Explains the grey hairs. Um, but it's, no, it's something that I'm passionate about, and that's, you know, that's what I do. I, I run a digital agency. I run a, an agency. We work for, for people like Nike and Adobe and all sorts of people like that. And then, obviously, I run podcast websites, which is where you and I know each other from, and, and, and my own stuff at Excellence Expected. Um, and a few other startup interests as well. I'm really big into the startup scene. I really enjoy that. Um, so yeah, I've got, <laughs> uh, you know, if someone says, "What do you do?" I always find it difficult to categorise. But I, I just enjoy digital. I'm a guy that loves digital things. So is that what you you usually lead with when somebody asks you, "What do you do?" Because I find that hard to do as well, especially if I'm going to mention anything about the podcast. And there's so many people that just have no idea what that is. And I love that part of it actually. But how do you articulate that? Do you know it's a funny one actually, um, and I, I often struggle with that. And I generally, I play I play the room, so it depends where I am. Um, it depends what I'm talking about. But generally speaking, now today, these days, I'll introduce myself as a as a personal brand and, and content strategist, and then that tends to lead into different things. Because you know, the funny thing is, even with like with podcast websites, with with Hacksaw, which is the agency, with Excellence Expector, which is my my own personal brand, they're all kind of digital, but actually they're just the tools. It's all about the content and the the, the, the personal brand. You know, that's the that's the reason for everything. Mm-hmm. So that's how I introduce myself. And then the conversation goes off in different directions. Then you know, you, you find a guy that's got an affinity for podcasting, you end up talking about podcasting, um, or you get someone that's that's completely baffled about why the website's not working and. You end up talking about about the agency so um yeah knowing how to pitch it can be tough sometimes yeah and this is one of the reasons why i like to do this show so much because i'm i'm just always intrigued by how many different vocations there are out there how many different types of businesses just ways people make money and make a living and and you know live that abundant lifestyle it just I'm very intrigued with all of that so i'm always asking questions and this is just the perfect venue to do that yeah, I, th- I think the um, the curiosity part of podcasting is is something that you never get tired of. It's, people always say, "Why do you do a podcast?" And these like the very very simple answer is because you just learn a heck of a lot. Like it's it's such a it's such a good personal development tool. And you know, the minute that you start to think about a podcaster's work is the the minute that you're not learning and it's time for something different. You know, you you need to re- rethink that. And, I don't think you'll ever get bored of that. Podcasting is amazing for personal development. Absolutely. I completely agree because I'm talking to somebody new every single day, and it it just amazes me, the background. So talking about backgrounds, 13 years of doing what you're doing now, and then you mentioned that one of your main industries in your area kind of went under. So what I'd like to do right now is hear that kick-in-the-gut moment that, uh, along the way, either either personal, professional, or entrepreneurial, uh, whatever you feel is best for the audience, um, I'd love to hear that kick in the gut story. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's an interesting one actually, and it's not it's not something that I've I've been overly, I guess, even overly aware of. Um, I only really started to understand it last year when a, a friend of mine gave me a kick up the backside for it, and. I'd always struggle with that why, you know, why do you do what you do? And I've always wanted freedom and just to be free of of the constraints and the authority of people telling me what to do. That was always my why. Um, But I realized there was more underlying version of that, which is the kick in the gut moment. And just to kind of put this into context, the town that I come from, Barnsley in the north of England, is an old mining town. 
And in the in the eighties, the, the the mining industry in the UK got completely wiped out, pretty much. Um, so the area that I live in was really badly affected. My grandfather was affected. My dad was affected. Um, and it's, it's it's essentially a very poor area. And the way that that manifested for me was really in the when I was a kid, I just didn't have that much growing up. I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have, have much in terms of money. Um, there, there was, you were always needing something. It was always a stretch to get what you needed. Um, and I, I guess I never really took notice of that until one point I was about eight years old. Um, actually, maybe a little bit older, um, about 10 years old. And I went to a school party and I was with... Uh, a girl at the time, I, you know, I was really, really young. I just started taking interest in girls, and you know, just from the perspective of I just want to impress this girl. I don't know why I want to impress it, but my natural instinct is is to just impress this girl. Um, and we went up, and we, we we were looking at what we could do at this party, and so on. And, and she wanted a hot dog, and I didn't have any money at all to buy her a hot dog. I didn't have a penny. I didn't have one penny. And this was like. This was maybe forty p, so whatever that is, you know, maybe maybe a quarter, maybe maybe sort of fifty cents. Mm-hmm. I didn't just didn't have it, and it that was a real complete kick in the gut. That was, you know, that was the time that I, for the first time felt ashamed and embarrassed and felt really sad and couldn't couldn't understand why and you know felt like life was unfair and it was awful, and and that that sticks with me that stuck with me you know that 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 feeling of being helpless and, and and not having what i needed to just do the most basic of things that was the earliest kick in the gut moment that i can think of and that even subconsciously i didn't realize it until last year subconsciously that has that has driven every single thing that i've ever done so is that something that you feel made you kind of who you are as an adult when you started getting into the workforce and you know looking at your income level and how you wanted to live your life? Do you know, it wasn't even income level. Um, I, and this sounds really crass and really flippant, but I always believe that that, that that money is pretty easy to come by. If you have this lifestyle where you're willing to work and you're willing to serve and you're willing to give value to people and just generally be a nice person, money, I believe, is semi-easy to come by. So money was never a big motivator for me, despite that kick in the gut moment. It was more the feeling of freedom that I wanted. And if, if, if money's an enabler to that, you know, all well and good. But it was the feeling of freedom. I never wanted to feel, feel bogged down or um, unable to do something because some other third party or some other dictatorial force stopped me doing that. In that instance, it was money. But there are other things, you know, like the boss is telling you where you can you can't be. Um and yeah, it, it was that freedom and, and, and financial freedom for me is just a it, it's a thing to get through. It's not a destination to get to. Um, so I guess I, I suppose that sums it up as, as well as I can, I guess. No, yeah. And that's a very abundant answer. And that's why I ask that question the way I do, because I want men to realize that it's not always about the income. It's not always about the money. One thing I try to tell my boys, and I know I mention this quite often on the show, is I try to get across to my boys. I have three boys, 22, 17, and 7. And I try to get them to understand to decide what lifestyle they want to live throughout their life and then build a vocation around that. And that vocation can bring you in a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. That vocation can bring you in 
$80,000 a year, whatever it is to you. You know, just yesterday, I was out in the bay, and uh, this is a perfect segue into this. I was out in the bay, and me and my son are paddle, stand up, we're paddle boarding. We're on a paddle board, but we're sitting down, and we're paddling through there. And there's a couple sailboats that are out there, and we pull up next to one because the guy's coming in on his kayak. He was out grocery shopping. And this gentleman is 72 years old. He got his first boat in 1982, and he has not lived on land since. And he's got a smaller boat. He's had six or seven boats over the course of his life. And here's this guy that's traveled all over the world, speaks four languages, most unsuspecting man you'll ever meet, and he's just living this amazing life. And while he has his ups and downs, without a doubt, like I said, he's 72 right now, and he's basically living off Social Security at this point, but he's living an amazing life that so many people would love to have. You know, and like I said, we talked about his ups and downs and stuff like that, but it's not always about the money. It's about how you want to live. Yeah, it really, really is. And it's it's money too often for me is a destination for people. It's a place where... And, you know, that that then breeds the mindset that there will never be enough. And I see so many people doing that. And as as crazy as it sounds, the people that are like that are typically those people that will never, ever get enough money. And mm-hmm. they're typically as well. And this, again, it sounds really like it, it sounds like I'm saying this for the wrong reason, but I'm not. It, they're generally the people that are not willing to work hard enough to get what they perceive to be enough. Because by virtue of having this this mindset of wanting more you 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 if you're not careful you just force yourself into believing that the world owes you something and and thus everything else becomes unfair because you don't have enough and you know that's a terrible cycle to get into such a bad cycle to get into it it really is about just create enough to enable what you want just you know whatever that is don't be shy about it but make sure you can create what you want no exactly and what's more is um they're never happy. They're, they're not happy in the moment. So they miss so much along that journey. And they miss so much along that path to meet that, reach that million-dollar mark or that six-figure mark or that seven-figure mark. And these are just three of the top uh, marks that people are always posting out there. Hey, you know, make seven figures, make six figures, make a million dollars. And, again, like you just said, once they reach it, they want to reach for that next one. They want to reach for the next one. But they never really reach the first one. One, because I believe happiness and abundance become comes before all of that uh and like you said it's it's you 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 said it exactly uh perfect is you know the the journey and it's not really about the money it's just about the lifestyle that you want to live on your terms yeah it really has to be about that it's about the lifestyle and you know at the end of the day the money should buy you memories it shouldn't buy you it shouldn't buy you things you know so they say that about the millennials don't they you know the the, the millennial generation would rather spend their money on on experiences versus things and i think that that is a step in the right direction you know absolutely in fact i it, i just read that this morning that millennials are much more into experiences than stuff and i'm digging it i always say collect experiences not stuff yeah, it's the it's the way. I mean, it's it's you don't make any memories by buying things, do you? No, not <laughs> you know. And 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 to be you know the kind of the devil's advocate, an experience could be driving that you know that Porsche that you've always wanted. It is an experience without a doubt. Ultimately, the thing is going to fade away. Uh, the experience will be there much longer. So, 
you know, that's my thought process on that. And if if that's your experience, if that's what you want to experience, then hey, you know, who who am I to judge you on that? That's ultimately your experience, and that's what you want. So I dig it. Yeah, for sure, I agree. So, what was the enough is enough moment? What was that pivot point uh, where you were able to transition into getting into the data industry and and everything that you're doing now? Do you know it was? Um I think it was in maybe 2005, so like 11 years ago now. Wow, I was working in digital. I was I was working in in a in a city. You you guys listen will be familiar with Leeds in the UK. It's one of the, the sort of biggest cities. Um, I was working up there, and I was I was chasing cash. I I I I'd left the job that I was in in Leeds to move to another job, doing a very similar thing in Sheffield, um, which gave me i think like two thousand pounds more per year and at the time i was what was a 2005 i was 22 coming up for 23 at the time and <laughs> i remember the first week i went in on the first day and the second day one after the other thinking what am i doing and this is i've just turned up at this place because it's it's giving me two grand a year more and I feel exactly the same. I'm not fulfilled. I'm bored. I can't put my finger on why I dislike it so much. But I've just swapped this entire thing out just for £2,000 a year, which is crazy. And I lasted four days. <laughs> and it was just that that was enough is enough. I just said to the boss, I said, listen, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I've only been here four days. No one's relying on me. I've literally just been here, you know, less than a week. So I'm, I'm not, I will, I'll not be here tomorrow. Um, and on the Thursday afternoon, I quit. I just stopped doing what I was doing. And that was that. I was done, finished, never went back. Um, and that was it. Just enough is enough. I, 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 I'd just gotten so tired of being around people I had nothing in common with and being told what to do by people that didn't care whether I did it or not. So what did you go on to do after that? So I... What did I do after that? I actually spent a few weeks working with my dad. My dad's an electrician, and I just went out carrying things for him, basically helping him out, being a labourer, um, hitting walls and making holes in them for him to put cables through. Um, and just did that for a few weeks to clear my head, and at, at the same time, looked at what opportunities were out there. And then the first thing that I did after that, I did a few years freelance as a, as a digital trainer. So I'd go in and learn a system or learn a process or learn something digital um, and then I'd teach other people it. So I did. That's, that, that was a period where I did work for the Ministry of Defence, the National Health Service, some of the big banks. And uh, I'd just go in and get asked, to, get asked to learn something digital and then train staff on that. And that was cool because it was, it was, frankly, it was a pile of money. Um, you know, I was really, really young. I was 24, 25, earning, earning a six-figure income and working, I don't know, 15 hours a week, maybe. Mm. And that was a really valuable lesson to me because it made me realize that you can earn a really good salary. You can not work and, you know, have this idealistic, well, I you know, I only work three, four hours a day and still be completely bored and unfulfilled and you know I, and so I stopped doing that I stopped doing that as well three years later I gave gave the cash up and started my own business um, so I work um, <laughs> I probably work about 40 times the hours that I used to do then and earn about a quarter of the money but <laughs> it's a lot more fun so you know surely that, surely that's the best thing 
Well, they say if you're doing what you love, then you don't work a day in your life, right? Exactly, 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 exactly. And I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, I can definitely tell you're doing what you love. Oh, do you know, I'm, I'm really, like, I used to worry about that. So last week, you'll have got the email. I've completely screwed up. I sent a, a, the podcast website's Academy. I just, it was completely my fault. I put the wrong time on it. And uh, <laughs> I said I put the wrong time on it. I said... <laughs> I created nine emails and put the wrong time on all nine of them, and the, the all the emails went out. And you know, I, I was I was realised at the time. I was like, oh my word, here we go. I've got it all wrong. And there was a time where that would have that would have killed me. That had this, that would have destroyed me. And all that, you know, I just sent another email out saying, sorry, fat thumbs, my bad. Don't you know? Try not to punch me in the face next time you see me. And um, yeah, have, have a good time with it. And people respond to that. People like it. And it, you know, it's free. It's light. It's it's. It didn't play on my mind, and everyone was fine. They got what they wanted, um, and it's it's the only way to do it. And you know the cool thing about that, Wally, is that you you end up with um, you end up with real genuine people like you and I getting along. We can chat, you know, we chat like this if we meet in person and so on. The guys from podcast websites, I've met so many of them, and the communication is exactly the same whether I'm face to face having a beer with Larry in New York or at Podcast Movement talk to john or you know whatever it is or whether i'm sending an email it's just all the same which that that is really liberating i saw those emails come across and i was literally just chuckling to myself because i've done it i've been <laughs> i've been there myself and i'm at the same i'm exactly like you years ago i would have i would have just been red-faced and angry and you know pissed off at myself of course but nowadays i'm just like oh <laughs> My bad. Sorry about that. But the cool thing about it is, is you've created a circle of people and you've attracted people to you that are just just as lighthearted about it as you are. And that's the cool, you know, that's the cool thing about it. We choose who we get to do business with and who we get to communicate with. And if we don't, if somebody comes back and gets pissed off about it, then oh well, you know, we just make sure we take them off our list or something. Yeah, exactly. If we don't get on with people and they don't see the the, the things that we see, then yeah, you know, there, there are plenty more people uh, for both of us. You know, that you don't have to be, you don't have to try and please everyone. You know. So excellence expected. I love that title. I absolutely love it. And when you expect excellence, generally that's what you get. Where did that come from? Yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword, Dan. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you like it. It's um, So it's a double-edged sword. You, you're right in, in one context insofar as you expect the best from yourself and you will you will always achieve more. But, I mean, it's, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a sportsman, you're an athlete, whatever, you always expect like 150%. So if you feel like you're giving 60%, you are literally crushing it more than anyone else because they're all doing... You know they're all doing 50, 60 percent. Mm. Um, so you, your 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 worst is always better than most people's best because you expect that from yourself. But the other the other side of that phrase is um, is if you if you are someone that drives yourself forward that much, you will always expect that from yourself. So what I mean by that is you will beat yourself up if you fail. You will beat yourself up if you don't quite achieve what you think you should achieve. So it's, it, it, as much as it is a call to action to expect yourself to do better, it's also an understanding. It's intended to be an understanding that, look, my audience, the guys that I work with here on Excellence Expected, like it's all right to expect that. It's fine to expect that. And no, you're not doing anything wrong by wanting more and feeling like you need to do more and be better. Because um, I think a lot of people apologize for that. You know, they, 
they, they, they wonder why they can't turn off. They wonder why they can't separate life from work. And at the end of the day, it's because life and work are the same to them. They enjoy doing what they're doing. Um, so that that that's a, a bit of a, a a bit of a context thing. And it, it actually came from it's it's it's, it's a reworking, a, a paraphrasing of the Steve Jobs quote where he was talking about Apple, and he says that some people just aren't used to working in an environment where excellence is expected. Um, and I, you know, I, I, as, as I was coming up with the show premise and you know the audience, it was very much, you know, Steve Jobs was very inspirational. He was a complete ass, but good God, he knew what he was doing. He knew how to get exactly the right thing done. Um, yeah, so that that's where it came from. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. And I like the content that you put out on there as well. Podcast websites. Let's talk about that for a little bit. I know. Uh, basically, what I know from the background of that is you teamed up with John Lee Dumas and created this amazing uh, service for podcasters and this amazing platform for us to use and be as professional as we possibly can from the start. So let's talk about that a bit. Yeah, definitely. So podcast websites is is um, like it's kind of it's kind of the thing that we love doing. You know, it's the one thing that we, we were completely sold on in terms of, look, we're just doing this to help people. Um, and, you know, not be naive to the fact that it's a business as well, but we set it up out of a pure curiosity to help people. Um, so it's an all-in-one platform. It's built on WordPress. It's a hosted solution for anyone that wants to start a podcast. And it, it, it gives you the technology that you need, but it also gives you the academy, the support. It gives you the, the extra tools that other people don't give you. So it really is... You know, it's built by podcasters for podcasters. And the real kicker with it is that it's really, really just set up because some people, when they get into podcasting, they want to share their voice. The, the barrier to entry to do that has become so low. You can buy a $30, 30 $50 ATR2100. You can plug it into a piece of software and off you go. You're podcasting. But once you've learned all that, you generally later on want to build this hub online, you want to build a personal brand, you want to build something around that. And then you have to learn all of this other stuff to enable that to happen. And that's what podcast websites were set up to do, to just stop you having to worry about that. Um, and it's been a really interesting journey. We didn't, When we first started, we didn't know what it was going to be. We knew we wanted to do something for podcasters and to help them with websites. But we didn't know what the tools were going to be. We didn't know what what the hosting service was going to be we didn't know what the statistics service was going to be the academy didn't exist we didn't have um, the support levels that we do some of the new stuff that we've got coming out like the marketing tools the new dashboard that's rolling out right now we, we, we didn't know any of that was going to happen it was just look let's just try and solve a problem for this really small set of people um, and it just grew from there so it's really interesting it's really interesting yeah and you know I can't really speak on what it's like for other podcasters without podcast websites because I've never used any other platform, but I can say that I've tried to set up my own WordPress site and it's just not as easy as people make it out to be if you're a complete novice. I was always a drag and drop type of guy with my prior websites was on Squarespace and other platforms like that that were literally just drag and drop and templated themes and stuff like that and you have the templated themes as well but specifically for podcasts i do like the ease of the way everything is and one thing that i found and i don't know if this is on purpose and you can speak on this we've never had this conversation before but based on all of my other websites that i've had and i've had four or five other websites 
when I look at things like bounce rate and I look at things like just the general traffic that I'm getting to the site uh, and able to track that through Google Analytics or whatever else, to, what other tool I'm using, I am finding that I am getting much more traffic to podcast websites, to my website, menofabundance.com. My bounce rate is much lower than it's ever been uh, on any other site. And that may have to do with people listening to the podcast on the site and listening, watching my videos that I post on the blog. But I don't know. And the Alexa rating had went up super quick as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the traffic, you know, the traffic is a great sign that you've got some great content out there. And, you know, the, the, the websites are built and coded to be really, really semantically solid and make it really easy for Google for under, to understand what's going on with the site. And, you know, it, it really is set up to be like that. So that's, that's a really good thing. But I think in terms of the bounce rate and the retention, this is one of the really cool and interesting things about, about to be honest, the, the input that John and I have on the system because... We call podcast websites. If we couldn't deliver a podcast website, then we should just pack up and leave. But the 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 biggest piece of value is that we put other things into play, like the academy, how to build the email list, how to build a more usable website. We we actually we put a heck of a lot of work into creating a successful website, not just a website. And that's the big difference with us. We you know completely honest with you, we get people who come to us and say. Why would I have to pay $97 a month for a WordPress website that I could do myself? And I just thought, well, if you have to ask that, you really don't understand it. Because mm. the website is the complete, most basic thing. It's like saying Apple do phones. Well, so do Nokia. You know, so do Windows and so do HTC. But you want an iPhone. You want an iPhone because you, the experience is better, the benefits are better. So we, we are really geared up, and you'll start to see this yourself, Wally, as a member. Over the next year, you know, we're really geared up for not just helping people get started, but really kicking in and helping people grow. I mean, some of the conversations I've had just this week around monetization for people, about accessing brand dollars for podcasters, about actually creating an experience for podcasters that is completely supported and completely set up to help your podcast succeed not just here's your website here's what you're paying for it's that black and white you know give us your money sort of thing we're we very much around it's our responsibility to give you the tools but it's our responsibility to make sure the tools work for you and more importantly that you know what you can do with the entire range of things that exist in podcasting um because ultimately, it's, it, you know, as much as we help people, and I'm a podcaster, John's obviously a podcaster at EO Fire, and the, the, all of our developments, every single thing that we create comes because one day we sit there and go, do you know what? This is a pain in the ass. I want this to be better. So we build something and we roll it out to you guys. Um, and the, the, the really cool thing with that is that it just allows us to it, it allows us to develop the right things for the audience. You know, we aren't we aren't for anyone else we are just for podcasters so that's that's why we do i believe why we do such a good job of it because we do, <laughs> we love podcasting I, like my my the entire reason for podcast websites is because i started a podcast um it wasn't to take advantage of a booming industry it was just okay i started a podcast everyone's asking me how to do this um it's probably going to be easier if i create a system that is really easy and all in one versus me doing it myself and consulting on it. Um, 
so yeah it was it's a weird thing it's a weird thing but it it's the first business that i've ever ever set up genuine like completely 100 percent because people one asked me for it and two i thought it would be really helpful everything else was there to make the money from day one podcast websites if you look back at the trajectory we did like a year when we were in beta and we didn't make any money whatsoever um just to just to make sure that the system was good um so yeah it's it's a, it's a new approach i like it i'm enjoying it so yeah so my experience with the whole platform on top of everything you mentioned was uh i don't have to pay additionally for hosting for the website or for the podcast i don't have to pay libsyn and plus i've got all the training in the background like you said with the academy that shows me step by step by step on everything that I want to do. But then in addition to that, you have been rolling out several done-for-you type uh, services that, you know, the team, your team that you have over there helps get the website set up and looking amazing, uh, working on the art, the podcast art for the, the art for each of the episodes and all of that stuff. And I've taken advantage of pretty much everything. And... I'm really loving the experience because, quite frankly, I want a podcast. I want to do this. I want to have conversations with men like you. And while I want, I'm excited about learning all of the other stuff, I just don't always have time for it. So as long as my budget allows, I will pay for those done-for-you services and then learn as I go along. So I, I truly appreciate that aspect of the platform as well. No, and it's it's a pleasure to to hear that it's helping. You know, thank you guys, and and thank you specifically for for the support. You 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 are one of the really earliest members, um, which is which is great. You know, it's great to see the growth and 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 see that we actually use as of today. Actually, I think Men of Abundance is one of our um, portfolio items. If you look on the website, on the design website, on, on sorry, on podcastwebsites.com, and then click on the design tab. Um, I actually added it today because I was I was going through and looking at it and thinking why is this not being showcased? So it's it's really good to see that progression, you know, from no show to a successful show. I think it's fantastic to see. I, I appreciate that. I did not know that. What I have noticed, however, is uh, the multiple times that you all share my uh, site on Twitter and on other social media platforms. That's really cool, and I'm sure that's how I'm getting some traffic as well. No, it's, it's it's helpful for everyone, you know. It's it, we are we are genuinely here to help podcasters. Like we we just love the medium. It, it interests me so so very much. Um, and we we just I just love building things. That's why we roll out so many different services. We roll out the um, you know we roll out the the new editing services, podcast editing services over the next couple of weeks. And it's just because people say, "Can you help?" And we just you know if, if that's what you want, of course, let's try. Let's do what we can. Yeah, and it's nice to have all of that in-house because I could go out and outsource that anywhere else. You know, there's many other sources to do that, but I just like that I'm able to do it all at one in one location, all in one spot. So that's really cool. So, Mark, at this point, we are going to pay it forward to Men of Abundance. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Perfect. So let's give Men of Abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Yeah, definitely. So doesn't matter what you're doing whether it's in business whether it's in life whether you're training for something whether it's athletics you know whatever it is you just gotta I, I, I truly believe the only way to do anything is to be consistent with it and just stay consistent and just just be completely genuine with that consistency as well so don't don't look over the fence at what's happening for other people or what's working or what's not working just stick to what you want to do and what you are good at and what you enjoy 
then be consistent with it and you'll never go wrong never go wrong with that excellent what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life do you know i really struggle with habits um i'm one of those guys that just struggles and the 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 thing that i would say is is just the exercise just get some consistent really good quality exercise in and you'll be amazed at, at what what will happen with that clear mind that it brings so that's probably the only one that i can say actually works for me excellent what book would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why um okay there's a couple there's a couple actually you've got who moved my cheese by dr spencer johnson um which is all about dealing with change it's who moved my cheese and then the more allegorical one is the alchemist by paulo coelho uh, which is just a classic so everyone should read that Absolutely. Both of those books are on my bookshelf. I've read both of them a couple of times, and I've had my boys read those books as well. It's a very, very powerful book. It really is a, you know, it's not too dissimilar to The Alchemist. It's a, you know, it's a parable about life, and uh, it, it's so, so very good. So, Mark, your episode is going to air on a Friday, and what I ask of my Friday guests, it's a, I call it Pay It Forward Friday, I ask that you share a charity with Men of Abundance because at our 12-month anniversary, should we have any revenue, a portion of our revenue will go towards various charities that our Friday guests get an opportunity to mention. Do you have a charity you'd like to mention? Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go really kind of broad yet semi-specific on this one. I'm just a massive fan of anything that is that is really kind of looking after people struggling with something like cancer. Um, so wherever, whatever your local hospice is, the people that are looking after people in your community, just put it towards that. Um, just a, a, something around that, around hospice and, and palliative care for those in need, I, I think is, is so valuable. Perfect. That is the first time anybody has ever recommended that, and I'm a big proponent of that i appreciate that so much because my grandmother ended up in hospice uh my mother ended up in hospice so i never even thought of it myself i truly appreciate that uh it's so important the 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 work that those guys do even just a local one here in barnsley it's a tiny little town tiny little town in the north of england that needs seven million pounds a year to run mm. seven million pounds a year so it's it's it, it's there, there is never enough you can do for those guys Absolutely correct. What does living a life of abundance mean to you, Mark? Do you know what? I think it's just about being, again, back to consistent, but being consistently true to what you believe and what you are and and having a life that you want to have. And, and don't be afraid of the life. You know, Don't be afraid of life. Whatever that looks like to you, go out and get it. You know, That's, that's it. Don't be afraid of anything. And that, that for me is what, what abundance really is signifies that ability to just go out and just embrace it and 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 just really live it you know that is a mouthful and we could make one maybe two or three shows maybe a whole series on that subject alone without a doubt but uh definitely great advice and definitely abundant living without a doubt so we're going to close this up and before we do mark i'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance and how any of us can reach you yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Wally. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. It's, it's, it's been a show that I've been, uh, I've been looking forward to chatting through, so thank you so much. Um, parting piece of guidance, I would say, would be just start doing what you want to do. You know, if you're thinking about starting that thing, thinking about stopping that thing because it's not working, just make, make 
make steps towards that. Don't assume that tomorrow is, is going to come because you never know. You've got to start today. And even if you feel like you can't start today, just put the most basic version in place and start working towards it. Don't delay because time is going to get away from you. Um, in terms of how to get a hold of me, the hub for everything, you can always go to podcastwebsites.com and you can, you can, you know, you can do whatever Google searches and so on for that sort of stuff. But everything that I do is through Excellence Expected. Um, so if you Google Excellence Expected, you'll get links off to Hacksaw and to the Facebook groups and to podcast websites. And that's the real hub of everything that I do. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And just to add on to your parting piece of guidance, it reminds me of a quote from Zig Ziglar, which is, if you can't take a big step, take as big a step as you can, but take it today. Mark, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man with everything you have going on. You're always get right back with me anytime I send you a message and have any questions or anything that I need any assistance with. You and your team are on the spot. I truly appreciate it and uh, appreciate everything you've done for Men of Abundance. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being around to support us while you're doing such a good job of it. Really, really are. Awesome. I appreciate that feedback and uh, have an awesome day. You too, sir. Have a fantastic one. All right. Take care. All right, men of abundance. That's all I have for you today, except for if you're one of those podcasters out there that's been waiting for this information and you would like to get Mark and the entire podcast websites team in your corner so you can get your podcast off to a blazing start. Go to the show notes of this podcast at menofabundance.com forward slash zero four zero. Scroll down to the bottom of the show notes. I will have a link there so that you can go directly to the podcast website's homepage and get a discount by entering promo code HOSTME. That's H-O-S-T-M-E. I'll have that in the show notes as well so you don't have to write it down. In addition to that, right underneath that link, I'm going to provide a video where I walk you through step-by-step my experience with podcast websites. I take you into the back office, show you around a little bit, and I show off some other amazing websites that have been built through podcast websites. You're going to see the player. You're going to see everything. It is amazing. The one thing that I do want to point out is what I'm going to be showing you in the video is version one. Version two is getting ready to launch very soon, which is going to include more features and just make it that much better. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and be sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.